Okay, okay, okay. Uh, welcome to episode three of the Beast Cast. Uh, haven't done an episode in about a year and a half now at this point. I think it was like early June last year when we did it. Uh, we have a new co-host uh, other than me. We now have Mr. Raven Bones. Hello, Mr. Raven. Yo. So Raven is now the new co-host. Um, I don't know how many episodes of this we're going to do. Uh, we'll just, we'll just tons. keep making. We're going to do yeah. tons. Hopefully tons. Um, got a mic for it. You did buy a mic for it. So that's, that's the good thing. So Mr. Raven, what's, what's the day like today then? The day today, thanks to, thanks to your earlier messages has gotten me fully fueled on, um, how much I hate Hollywood now based off of when I was a kid. Oh, Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing. I, I kind of want to start off by saying I do not have a problem with different types of people on the screen. I hate how in today's world it switched from trying to make a movie fun to suddenly trying to push something on the screen in an agenda form uh, as if we don't know you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Okay, so like the biggest example I have, all right, is Sigourney Weaver in Alien 1 and 2, okay, Alien and Aliens from the 1980s. During that time, the second wave feminism was like shooting through the roof, okay? But however, um, those movies still at the time were purposely made for female empowerment. But the difference between a movie made today for female empowerment and a movie made back then for female empowerment is they had good writing and they had an actual story to tell where you could simply just swap a character and then that that actress would just sell the role. And as we saw, the two movies turned out to be amazing. That's where, you know, I actually battle right-wingers today with their anti-woke stuff, okay? Even though I preach anti-woke stuff some, I'm not as extreme as they are, because if those two movies were released in today's world, all up and down, they would be shitting all over it, saying that it was it, it, it's female empowerment and giving their bullshit. But I, I feel like there's more of a fine line that needs to be drawn. In today's world, okay, I grew up, okay, when I was doing paper out at the age of 14, I saw a Captain Marvel comic laying in someone's driveway. Clearly, a kid must have lost it that lived in the house. I yoinked it. I was like, cool, my first comic book ever I'm going to read. I loved Captain Marvel. I loved it so much that I looked up all of her previous comics and discovered that, you know, it used to be a guy named Marvel that had to give up his powers later on, right? So when the new movie came out and was all like, oh, here's the new Captain Marvel, I was like, oh, I couldn't be more excited because Marvel is one of my favorite characters. In the movie, you can tell it's very feminist because they changed Marvel to no longer be Marvel to be some weird deic source, and they happen to be a female. And the actress herself literally said this was a female empowerment movie, and uh, she didn't want her character getting powers from a male. So, so okay, so back up. So, um, Marvel or Marvel that. The name, the reason why it's it's called Captain Marvel isn't because it's Marvel Comics, because, well, sort of, it's just yeah, a play Yeah, because on, of Marvel, that's his yeah, name. Yeah, the name was Marvel. So, 
is uh, Brie Larson plays the new Captain Marvel, right? The fucking weird one that yeah. cut her hair. Is she yeah. um, named Marvel as well, or does she just have the name Captain Marvel for no reason? Like, what's their? She literally has the name Captain Marvel for no reason. There was no any indication on where that name came from in the movie. It Dude, literally and, and it changed her because I've watched I've watched almost all of the Infinity Saga movies, and other than Captain Marvel, I have not watched Captain Marvel. And other than that, I would say that they just start calling her Captain Marvel, and I feel like they never addressed why they called her Captain Marvel. Yeah, because they than, don't want to. Yeah. Other than other than the fact that the one thing I've seen is that maybe they could give a reasoning for her being captain status is because she basically could fight Thanos, but she had the name Captain Marvel before she uh, It was because Thanos. she was a captain in the uh, in the fighter jet league she was in. So they just kept calling her captain. So then where'd the yes. name Marvel come from? Uh uh thin air. That's why. Because they didn't <laughs> okay <laughs> so see that's a that's a prime example okay now you brought up the last of us okay the problem i have oh, with the yeah. last of us is you know back then when i was watching let's say since we're talking about marvel movies you know captain fury technically a white guy in the comics there was only one made where he was black and they chose samuel L. jackson i was like oh shit cool i love samuel L. jackson he probably is going to make it funny but they never used the black Captain Fury storyline from the comics. They use the white dudes. But I was like, you know what? That's fine. If he can deliver he does, the role. He does, he does do a decent role in a lot of the movies he plays. Yeah. In. But the difference is back then, like 2012, 2008, or, you know, if you count the first Iron Man movie, when they did that change, okay, they were trying to just, you know, adapt it but letting samuel jackson like give the role that it, it was when hollywood was trying to be fun okay now they're not trying to be fun now it's literally you can only be fun if you give out uh, or give a certain agenda to your shit rather well, than I, I don't even think it's a certain agenda i think what hollywood has become to and this and this is a argument that i see a lot of people bring up is a lot of movie enjoyers. Of course, you're always going to have the mass population that just will watch the movies because, you know, aha, uh -huh, funny VFX. But a lot of the problems I see with people with new Hollywood, especially Marvel, is they don't do anything original. It's all completely based off of nostalgia and nostalgia trips because basically what ended up happening was, I guess, one of the biggest things... We're, we're moving into a new age now. I think Spider-Man No Way Home finally uh, was the, the final nail into the coffin for the old uh the the old marvel and old way of doing things because after that movie everybody saw all the uh people from when they were a kid you know watching the original spider-man's like hey i remember doc ock and green goblin all that and it got people so hyped up for that nostalgia trip that they started just redoing every movie for example you remember or have you ever watched um the new uh doctor strange movie that came out the new one, Multiverse yeah, of Madness? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So that movie, after Spider-Man came out and made like a billion dollars in the box office, they completely reshot like 30% of that movie to make it more of a nostalgia trip by adding all the fucking people in the council and all that, you know, when he goes to the other dimensions yeah, and all that. Yeah, the Spoiler Illuminati. Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, the Illuminati. And they basically rewrote that to have all these nostalgia characters and, and things that would give people this nostalgia trip, which is what's starting to come out with every movie. I mean, it's been coming out for a while before that. Like Aladdin came out, what? Four years ago lion king came out two years ago mulan disney basically has just been like 
redoing everything from everybody's childhood because it's going to make them a bunch of money. People are not focused, and that's the thing with Marvel that people have too is they're not Hollywood's no longer focused on just telling a story or telling a story to make a little bit of money. It's now we're just going to keep pumping out stuff that people will buy because that's it. That's all they want. That's all they want at the end of the day is money. There's no there's all the writers are basically being shunned and thrown away and basically are like, nope, you're just going to do this and this is exactly how you have to do it. Rather than actually trying to tell a story, they're now basically just trying to see how much money they can make in the box office. And I think the problem was, is when movies started being able to produce over a billion dollars on a $200 million budget, and they realized they can make $800 million, I think that was the turning point of when they realized that money was the only thing they really cared about rather than storytelling. But if you've ever yeah. looked at the the movies that make over a billion dollars, they're usually very story-driven or very original stories, other than, I think... The only one that isn't is Spider-Man No Way Home, and that's just because the story, the plot is pretty shit to that movie. It, it kind of sucks. It's just... I 100% agree. The, 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 the plot to that movie is very, very dumb. Uh, it's just a really big nostalgia trip, and it works semi-well. Also, that movie wasn't even made by Disney. It was basically made by Sony, so <laughs> I, I, I find that yeah. one always funny. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So since we're in, since we're into original stuff, okay. The other, the other thing I hate the most too, is the um, pandering to the uh, the as Dave Chappelle put it, the alphabet crowd, right? I I don't like how when there's something that's coming out, uh, that the main focus of a character, and I believe uh, there was a Netflix show. It was either a Netflix show or a movie. I have to look it up where the actress didn't like the way it was being marketed because it wasn't about her character being a lesbian or bisexual. It had a deeper story to it. And she hated how the marketing was literally just going, oh, look, it's a bisexual story. Look at this shit. It's a bisexual lesbian story. Oh, my God. Don't you want to be part of this inclusive journey? And it ended up flopping because of that, you know? Like, I, I'm the type of dude where I don't care if you're a football dude that's banging 30 women a month or if you are a, 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 you know, a normal dude who has a normal marriage. I don't care about what you do in the bed, okay? Leave that to yourself. As long as you're not grooming kids, I don't mind, you know? Like, so to, to have that, you know, it's one thing for it to be a love story. Like, if you literally come out and you're like, this is a romance story. I'm like, all right, clearly the love's going to be in the forefront. But if let's say you're a normal movie that isn't a rom-com, I don't see like, for example, Transformers, the dark of the moon. Okay. That literally starts out with a chick in her underwear, walking up the stairs to Shia LaBeouf and getting on him all sexual. I don't need that in my films. That's literally you know, Michael Bay being Michael Bay. Okay, I don't need that. So it doesn't matter who it is. Okay, so like I'm writing a book, as you well know. Okay, I have a character that's bisexual in the book. The only difference is, is that the bisexualness and why it there are parts that point it out isn't because I'm trying to be inclusive. Is it's literally part of her character. Like her character in the evil things that she does is tied to her bisexualness because of her background story. Right. So it's it comes out more naturally. I'm not sitting there trying to be inclusive. And funny enough, my book actually has more powerful females than it does males. <laughs> That's just how it came out to be. I, I don't sit there when I write my shit. I don't sit there and I don't go, 
oh, damn, I already have this, so I need an even amount of that, or I, I need to do this because, like, oh, I need to represent these types of people. I don't do that whatsoever. I just write. And when it comes out, it comes out. And But today's in movies, like, I can already tell you that half of the remakes we're having are going to have a bunch of gay people in it, and they're going to have a bunch of diverse casts when they the original stories never had it because of one specific reason that no longer involves trying to bring the best part of that story to the screen. Yeah, and one of the biggest things, uh, sorry, I was typing uh, during that. I was trying to find out what the chick's name was. Uh, in the new Thor movie, Thor Love and Thunder, Tessa Thompson's character, King Valkyrie, that girl, that her whole shtick is she was upset because there wasn't enough things about her being, like, about about Valkyrie being basically bisexual or, like, you know, this stuff, like, I feel like this character is not well representative because they, they fucking, what's his name? Taika, what, the guy who fucking, you know. Yeah, the, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the director about. of the movie basically was like, oh, well, we need to make a lot of inclusive characters. For example, Korg, you know, his fucking, the big rock dude, they, they, they can only mate because there's only males. So they only mate by like, by it's, it was a gay joke. It was a really bad gay joke. So then Tessa Thompson's character, she was like, or Tessa Thompson was like, well, my character is not properly represented in this movie either. So then he goes, okay. So then they basically gave her a bunch more stupid, like, gay and lesbian jokes that didn't even need to be in the story because it just has no purpose to the movie whatsoever. Yeah, like, like why, though? Like, why does that need to be in the movie? If it, this it, movie is for kids, as you say, as long as, as well as adults, but you're, you're like, oh, oh, kids, you know, young generations are going to love this film. Why do they need to be subjected to that as a plot point? See, oh, and by the way, can we also bring up the fact that uh, basically Disney completely lies about their numbers that they get in um, it, it uh, in all their movies, basically? Yes, so, yes, for 100%. Example, so, so, for example, I'm looking at Thor Love and Thunder right now, okay? And the budget was $250 million, which that's legit. That That's about the average budget for one of these movies. And it claims that the box office got $760 million, but that number is completely fabricated. There's no proof to that. In fact, um, its opening week, its opening weekend made $135 million uh, worldwide. But they claim, if you look at articles, that it made that domestically and that it made like $400 million worldwide. By the way, that would make it one of the, like biggest box office openings of all time which is just not true i know thor and love and thunder did not get that many you can talk to about any person who ever went to opening night you'll say that oh yeah opening night was pretty packed but then that weekend nobody else other than the people who will go and see every movie religiously they th this movie didn't make more than 300 million dollars at most worldwide and they completely, well, yeah, I mean... they just completely lied about the number to make it like oh see how profitable it is and so i don't know yeah, where they... they get that number from they lied about it because um, it didn't get the opening that they wanted or, or the weekend afterwards because uh, it wasn't popular like it should have been because the director himself literally came out in response to people feeling like he was butchering the comic book lore. And he said something along the lines of, oh, you think I'm destroying your characters now? Just wait, I'll make, you know, I'll destroy them in a hot second in my next movie or something like that. Like, yeah. he, he plain out said, I'll destroy the characters you love. And it pisses me off is because Marvel, uh, this guy, the critical drinker, I, will, I, I he has some pretty good takes with his Marvel movies. Some of them are pretty floppy. Some of them are good. I love the, I'm pretty sure he coined it, it might be somebody else, the MCU. 
because basically, in uh, whatever the fucking the people directing and the people behind Marvel basically said that in the next like five years they want there to be almost double the amount of female characters as male characters. And if you've noticed in the past like three years, they've turned every male character into a dumb idiot, and they are basically just gender swapping them with female characters. Which, I mean. Mm. If you're gonna do that, at least do it like good. Like at least, at least, yeah, do at least it. do it good. You can't just because you can't just expect. For example, this new Ironheart that that's supposed to be the girl Iron Man. She has no backstory like Iron Man, where her parents died or anything like that. She's just or or that she was a rich from the start. Basically, her story is oh she's very smart, so now she's the next Iron Man. And it's like, well, how does that? No. How does that? How did like where's her story? Like what's her upbringing? Yeah, yeah. You know what they should do then? If they want to sell that story, here's a way to do it, okay? How about you have it to where she was part, because I believe it's shown in the uh, Captain America Civil War movie, uh, uh, that she was part of Tony Stark's um, uh, program where he funded everybody's projects in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and that Tony Stark had taken an interest in her because she was building advanced, um, you know, machinery like him, and she was kind of like his secret protege until Thanos came along, snapped his fingers, and he got a daughter. But she never gave up her dream. And now that Iron Man is gone, she wants to live up to the expectations of her mentor and try to get into the game. That's like at least a better half-assed story than whatever the fuck they're coming up with. And, and now apparently, so the new Wakanda Forever movie, the Black Panther 2 movie, is basically about a month away now. And first off, bad, really bad things have been talking about this. This um, that this movie doesn't sound too good to begin with. It sounds just very mediocre, like most Marvel movies. A female have Black Panther, who could have guessed? Yeah. So I mean, this one's a little more justified. I mean, Chadwick Boseman's just dead. So I mean, in the, wow, the only other person. Yeah, basically recasting. I personally think the best thing they should have done was leave the character, like completely leave the character, but. It's whatever. Anyway, so apparently this new Ironheart chick who plays whoever plays Ironheart is supposed to be in this movie. And I just I don't get that. I don't know why she'd be in Wakanda whatsoever. Because she maybe... is black. <laughs> so like because. No, the, I'm serious. Like, they're like, making Ironheart black. Yeah, I know. I know they're making her black. I, I, I don't I don't care about that. I, I just there's no reason unless she like sneaks into Wakanda. But then like. Have you ever seen anybody sneak into Wakanda? Isn't like the whole point of Wakanda that it's completely like hidden off from the rest Maybe of the world? Maybe she's secretly Wakandan born. If that's the case, I mean that there could be more story than just her being. I'm very smart. Like, that's that's basically what they're they're going for is that she's just Tony Stark but a female and just better than him because she's a female. And I don't. I, I guess no. I don't. I don't see the the writing in that. Where where's there's no there's no writing of a character. There's like what happened to writing backstories for characters. If there was going to be an Ironheart, I feel like they should somehow pull it around where it's Tony Stark's daughter becoming the Ironheart rather than whoever the fuck this random woman is. And they could totally do that. The problem is his daughter's just a little too young, so it'd have to take place a little bit after. But then again, um, Thor Love and Thunder ends about like two years after when the movie starts. So it's just like the ending's all right. It's just really dumb, but... I guess a little girl wielding Stormbreaker. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just a little dumb. It's just goofy. But the people who always uh, that's the other argument, too. These movies are meant to be goofy. They're meant to be dumb. Yeah, but that doesn't a movie can be dumb and have good writing like it, like the old fucking Marvel movies used to do that. They used to be fun, dumb, good stories. Now it's just everybody's dumb, really stupid, except for the powerful females. 
And I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. I don't know what that deal is. I don't know. And see, that's why I have a problem with The Last of Us is rather than respecting the characters as they are shown in the video game, which I guess funny enough, you could say if you want the story, play the damn game. Uh, but for me, if you if I if I'm casting a a if I'm like, OK, I'm given as a director like, hey, we need you to do this show from this game. I will be playing the game and then trying to figure out what about those characters everybody loved and then trying to find characters or actors, sorry, that match those people, not only closely in looks, but tone of voice and acting. That's why I don't like Pedro Pascal as the choice is because, yes, he doesn't. When I see Joel, I don't see Pedro Pascal. I don't even think he can convince me of that. And I can guarantee that throughout the rest of the show, they're going to race swap at least two or three people who were white in the games into being something else in the show for the sake of, you know, we need diversity. And see, for me, I, I, I can I, I, I can look past that usually because I'm I'm more I usually get so into the depths in the shoes of the character but to be honest if if you want to talk about killing the last of us i'm pretty sure the last of us killed the last of us last of us part two yeah the last just, of us two yeah the last of us two killed the last of us i think as long as they don't go the stupid route where they kill joel if they kill joel like off the bat before the season's even done i think i will have a problem with it but other than that i don't think so no. if, if no, they, they're not going to i i yeah I, I hope they don't they better not because here's the thing, the the lead, uh, the dude playing Joel isn't white, so they're not going to have a golf club in his head. Well, you never know. They they, I've seen some shitty writing in Hollywood, and it doesn't. They I, one thing, the one breakaway movie was it this year or was it, it? It was last year. No, it was this year. Um, so Batman. First off, I love the new Batman movie. I I I felt that movie was really good. But the yeah, it was this it. year. The new Uncharted movie. I felt that was a really good video game adaptation movie. I never watched it. You should watch it. It is a very good movie. Uh, at first, I was really weird that Tom Holland wasn't going to be able to play a good Nathan Drake. But I think he plays it just fine. Tom Holland and... The, the problem for me is Tom Holland only... At first, I was like, well, Tom Holland can't play any serious roles. Then I remembered Nathan Drake is not a serious character hardly at all. He has very few serious moments. In fact, t uh, Nathan Drake, even you can even tell by his fighting style, he's, he's a very... He's a very goofy dumbass, basically, who just gets very lucky. And Tom Holland plays that perfectly. He plays that like uh, he plays yeah, that goofy Spider-Man. Yeah, he plays that goofy. Well, he the, the thing is, a lot of the movies that he a lot of the characters that Tom Holland plays are just end up being goofy dumbasses, which are, which most of the time is OK, because he's usually the star of those movies, which is nice. And in Uncharted, they didn't try to make it some woman swap thing or anything like that like they have um fuck what's her face uh going to the cast right now they had chloe or sophia taylor ollie the the chick the uh indian chick from india she fucking did an awesome job and at first i thought they were gonna be like oh they're just gonna make chloe the uh the like the 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 lead role next to mark Wahlberg and tom holland and she does have a very big part but tom holland and nathan drake is the complete like Full Circle is the main character. They don't ever really... They don't even plot point off of him. Like, they don't... There's rarely any scenes that don't have Nathan Drake in them whatsoever. I can think of two scenes when, when they're talking... When it's the villains talking, and that's it. Nathan Drake is basically in every shot of the movie. 
there's also the the plane scene movie the or the plane scene that was really good where the they they stole that from well i mean the entire movie's stolen from the games but they they stole it from uh the third game if you've ever played uncharted 3 the plane where he's falling out and you know he's holding on to all the boxes and yeah. stuff it, yeah. it's it's really well done for movie style because you can only do it a certain way the only thing that i have is is of course the movie's goofy so like in the movie for example he he gets he he jumps up all the boxes and gets back onto the plane and then of course this random just like car this red velvet car is just in the plane and it hits him and pushes him off and they barely escape that way but it almost cool. reminds me of the first uh what was it spider-man homecoming sort of Spider-Man Homecoming. Exact had, same damn scene. Spider-Man Homecoming had some pretty good scenes in it, too. I think Homecoming was my favorite of the three, actually. Ooh. Yeah, me too. Far From Home was okay. I thought Mysterio was an interesting villain. The The way they made Mysterio into a VFX artist more than, like, uh, a weird magician-type character, they turned him into just basically a VFX artist. Even to, down to his suit. The suit that he's wearing is what they use in most times when they're rendering out uh, the body of a VFX artist. Whenever, like, a, whenever they want to get a character rendered out, instead of using green, they'll use this like suit, which is very similar to the one that um, uh, he Mysterio wears, which is really cool. Um, oh, what other movies came out this year? Northmen. Did you watch that? I had did not. Yes, watch that. I did. I watched the Northmen. Was it good? Uh, did, did you like it? I okay. I would say if you're going into that movie expecting like the most epic Viking battles, you're going to be disappointed. Uh, the movie is more about self journey and um, there are very fucking brutal moments in the movie. Don't get me wrong. But I, if I were you, I would, um, I would tell you that um, the dude who makes the movie, I forget, you could probably pull up his name, the director, when he does a movie, Robert he makes Eggers. sure, Yes, he is a great filmmaker. Okay, when he makes a movie about like a period piece, he makes sure that he's getting things accurate. So the cultures he uses and whatever. You could you have a lot of people who are from Iceland and Norway that tell you he got Norse mythology nailed in the movie with how things were. Okay. Uh so he did as the lighthouse the movie, too? Yes, he did. He's a, he's a really good he, he, oh. the fucking bomb movie. So the Northman, though, because I went on a, I hate how I go on small rabbit trails. My ADHD. The movie is um the movie is good if you know what to expect. If you're expecting like the most epic Viking shit that's gonna make you feel badass, uh, you're not gonna completely get it. Though there are badass moments. You go, you're gonna go into the movie. Uh, you if you do go into it, expect weird shit that might be cringy and expect um there to be a lot of gore and um that's about it because it's essentially as a trailer showed though it didn't it, it, so uh, it says it's based on. it's based off of the legend of amaleth amaleth yes so that is okay basically i can i can get, you can see it in the trailer so it's not spoilers okay basically dude uh because it's in the fucking description of the trailers uh, uh dude loses dad goes on revenge mission to get dad ends up being um enslaved in the process and story kind of goes from there there's a, there's there is however a very um uh they don't make vikings look 
knives in the movie, which and they the, shouldn't the, the, they this, were is, this is more Norway. This isn't like uh, Breton, like Celtics, because at the time that would have been Breton in eight 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 hundred. Yeah, this is this is this is Norway. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, these people, the, there is a scene, and it shows it in the trailer where they raid a village. That village raid is, I have to say, one of the most heartbreaking scenes I've seen in a movie, simply because you're supposed to be rooting for the main character, and you see him partake in this siege where there is a lot of dark shit that happens, and you're just like, damn, were the Vikings really like this? And you're just like, yeah, you can find you can find many documented points of view that aren't from British propaganda, that are England's propaganda, that yeah, they've wrote themselves that they are this brutal and dark and kind of heartless in some ways. And it's just kind of like, you know, you, you wonder if you're supposed to be voting, uh, not voting. Uh, yeah, I guess you could say voting for this guy to succeed in his mission because like I'm, rooting? I, yeah. Yeah, I, I meant to say rooting, but I guess voting works, too, because it's like now it's like I kind of want the bad guy to win. But then the bad guy's a douchebag too. So it's like, but the ending scene though, the ending fight to this movie is is awesome for like many reasons. I recommend watching it simply for you to get a, a history piece. Don't go into there expecting like 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 fucking Pirates of the Caribbean or 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 don't go in there expecting fucking Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> or like, or like don't go in don't Okay, don't go in there expecting uh like the netflix show the vikings or something okay go in here just expecting a simple revenge tale with brutal moments in it and you should be pleased yeah it will be weird though um i watched it with smoke and smoke at the end of it was literally just like you know what the hell did i just watch so i was looking at the cast this has william defoe in it defoe only for a couple moments yeah I, and so I clicked on his thing, and I was like, "All right, what's up? What's up, buddy?" He was born in Appleton, Wisconsin. I did not know that. I've mm-hmm. been there multiple times. That is holy fucks. That I didn't. I didn't. He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a guy to be born in the Midwest. He does. He he does a really good Green Goblin though. I'm something of a Midwest myself. Yeah, he was in the Fault in Our Stars. Oh, brother. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That I've I've only heard like bad things about that movie. How it kind of sucked. It made. I don't want to watch it because it, it had a budget of eight point five million and produced three hundred and seven million. Jesus Christ. I mean, yeah, like a damn. A, look, here's the thing: the movie hits too close to home for me to be able to uh, objectively watch it. So I've just avoided it, good or bad. Yeah, but no, dude. William's been in some crazy shit, dude. He was dude, in. Yeah, he, um, he was in Mr. Bean's Holiday, bro. What? No shot. I didn't see him in that. No. Oh, he was Carson been. Clay. It says, as well as. Oh wait, 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 wait. He played. Oh, oh, this is just people that he's worked in movies with. Never mind, because it brings up okay, Tobey Maguire. William Defoe movie though. I need to look it up real quick. Where is it? Right over here. I watched it. I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but um, um, I absolutely loved it. Uh, let's see, it's before the lighthouse. It was. Like... <laughs> he has he has the Guinness World Record for the longest career as a live action Marvel character. <laughs> 
Rest in really? Peace. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, Spider-Man 2002 to 2021. Well, he was in the Great Wall. Okay. <laughs> Wait, was the Great Wall the... No. What was the one with... Uh, with... Oh, fuck, what's his name? God damn it. Hold on. Ooh, Keanu Reeves. What's that? What's that Japanese movie with Keanu Reeves? It was like, it was something Shogun, I think. Oh, uh, uh forty-seven Ronin. Yeah, forty-seven Ronin. <laughs> yeah, that movie was. <laughs> uh, I liked the movie simply because the only good part about it was. Um, I've watched yeah. the OG Bed and or Bill and Ted movies. They're kind of fire. <laughs> they suck, but they're good. Dude, new John Wick, though, coming out next year. That's going to be great. When does it come out? Oh, early next year. So it's it's only like six months away. March. That uh, that looks good. It's got Bill Skarsgård in it. Okay, okay. The movie that I liked about with William Defoe that took me off guard was the movie called The Hunter. Uh, it's a it's a essentially about this guy who goes out to some random area that I have no idea what it is, and uh, he's trying to hunt a legendary creature um, from myth because like the last time we had it on film was like in 1920, and he wants to see if it's still if it's real because there have been reports that it might be around there. I actually like that movie. It's kind of more of a calm movie, so if you're like, uh, you that know, that kind of reminds me of Nope a little bit in a way. Kind of, but it, it, funny enough, funny enough that that's the vibes I got from Nope. Though Nope is, um, you know, more action paced. This, yeah, this is more of a if you're not expecting just a nice sit down, have a you know, sip on a drink type of movie where you're just like relaxed and just watching this, you're gonna fall asleep. Okay. And I hate how people judge movies based off of it was if it was exciting enough. I hate that shit because it's like, you know, I like to see where somebody's coming from when they make a movie. That's why I can sit there's down a, and watch There's a new footage. mission. There's a new Mission Impossible movie coming out next year, too. Why? I don't know. It's got it's got Tom Cruise in it still. It didn't what when was the last I feel like that's been around for like 30 years, hasn't that? How long is uh, this? Mission Impossible? Yeah, this is Mission yeah, Impossible I think... 7. I think the first Mission Impossible... There's a Impossible. part 2 coming out the year after in 2024. Mission Impossible 7 Part 2, a.k.a. Mission Impossible 8. What? What the hell? The uh, OG Impossible... one came out 96. Yeah, it's been almost yeah, 30 96. years. Yeah, 96. Jesus. Yeah, and there's still... Like, I thought the last movie was okay, but it's like, how many Missions they, Impossibles can you have that make us believe he that Tom Cruise isn't a five-foot-six manlet? <laughs> I think Tom Cruise could do good, but they gotta, they gotta stop making him look taller than he is. Yeah, <laughs> no, literally, literally on his on his thing, it says height, five-foot-seven. But in every movie or anything you've ever seen him, Jack Reacher, anything like that, he always looks super tall because they always... He, he has, like, this thing, because, you know, he's, like, a fucking... He has a, he's, like, a psychopath, basically. He has, like, this thing where if... He, the only way he'll do a movie is if they can do the camera angles correctly so he doesn't look as short as he actually is. So, like, if you've ever yeah. seen a movie with Tom Cruise in it, the cameras are always either really far away or they're at an angle where he looks the very same height to everybody else around him. Or, I just embrace you know, it. CGI'd Dude, it, that way. Yeah, yeah. 
that too. Uh, I feel like if I ever was a, a director, I'd be like, Tom, listen, I know you hate it, but I think it would be funny if you just played a character who was short, but a badass. He's just a badass, but he's I super think, short. I think the only time he actually was his real height was in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> I forgot the movie exists. <laughs> never go yeah <laughs> dude i saw a scene i saw a scene from that movie oh my god i gotta find it i gotta find it it's the scene where he's talking about where where it's uh uh fucking what's his face robert downey jr and he's talking with the one guy and he goes our our people did he said something like our people and he goes our what you mean our and he goes and he right. like grabs him like really close and he starts whispering in his ear <laughs> what you mean you people <laughs> And then the real black guy is like, what do you mean, you people? <laughs> Dude, I don't know how they did the makeup so well for Robert Downey Jr. That's a that's a that's back when you could actually have fun on a screen and it not be, you know, because if that I'm movie still... was released today, it would be called like some right wing dream. I I'm not even kidding. I'm surprised how Robert Downey Jr. hasn't been completely canceled over that movie with how cancel because he's is. Iron Man. I know, like literally, dude. All you have to be is just be the biggest role in 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 a, one of the biggest franchises, and you can do anything. Literally, he could probably go out and fucking like kill like an entire like he could blow up a children's hospital, and they'd be like, "Oh, that's just Iron Man being quirky," you know? He's just he you know you want to you want to know you want to know why though? Okay, here's the thing. He just did a good job at being Iron Man. To where nobody cared about him being a Republican. Nobody cared about him being black-faced in a movie. Everybody just loves him because he has that charisma. Okay, you have that. Like, you're uncancelable. See, oh, what other movie? Dude, oh my god, I forgot. Did you watch Bullet Train? Not yet. But Please, you gotta that watch available. that. Oh, it's so good. That, I was like... Okay, so the last movie I saw uh, Brad Pitt in, I saw him in Fight Club. I thought he was pretty good in Fight Club. Okay, I saw him in Lost City. I watched that movie. That was kind of mid. But the last movie I physically remembered seeing him in was um, World War Z. Okay, now I saw I didn't I totally forgot he was in Ad Astra, which I like that movie. It's all right. Uh, it's kind of shitty, but I, I I personally enjoyed it. But Am I the only one that likes World War Z? I, I, I didn't really like World War Z, so I came into it being like, oh, it's just another Brad Pitt movie. Dude, he plays he plays fucking Ladybug. The the main character's name is Ladybug. He plays Ladybug so well. Like he he can he yeah, that he plays that character like dude. Like I, I couldn't I could I totally I, I usually whenever I see people, for example, like Tom Cruise, okay. There's very few people I can't like put myself into their shoes. Usually Tom Cruise is one of them just because like I don't know. It's just something about Tom Cruise. Whenever I see him in a movie, I just can't like put myself in his shoes. Brad Pitt's one of them. I I actually could for once in my life in a Brad Pitt role. I didn't feel like I was just watching a a, a dude kick ass. I was kind of like almost in his, like there. Like I could feel him there. It was it was pretty cool. Um, Nicholas Cage his, is another uh, once one. Once upon a time. Nicholas Cage is another one. I don't. Oh my god! Fucking what? What is dude. that movie? The fucking uh. National Treasure or whatever. Yeah. Oh my god, fucking we're gonna fucking steal the uh the Declaration, Declaration of, of Independence. Independence. Uh he, he the thing I like about um Nicholas Cage though is correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't he just he, he, he doesn't he does he does like small movies for literally no money at all just because he yep. likes to likes to act in them and like wants to help out young directors and stuff like that? 
Yep, that he literally, he literally, that, yep, that's the reason. Before it was because he needed money. Now it's literally because he feels like people aren't giving independent creators enough chances to flourish their ideas. So he'll not only act in them, but if he actually believes you're making a good film, he will actually put money towards it. Yeah, uh, like the, the, the new one that, that's coming, or did it already come out? Yeah, it already came out. It's really well received. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's got Nicolas Cage yeah. as Nick Cage in it. And it's basically just like, I believe that was an independent movie. It, it didn't have, yeah. yeah, it didn't have a big budget. Only had $29 million, which, I mean, it, it seems like a lot of money. That's not a lot of money. If, if you just go to, let's just go to another movie that came out this year, uh, Bullet Train. I just had the one. $230 million for the budget. And they made 231 in the box office. Ooh, Liam Neeson? I forgot he existed. Liam Neeson, the only role I have a problem with him in, I don't like him as, oh, fuck. What, what, what role? Oh, my God, he was really funny in Ted 2. Have you seen the Ted 2 scene with him? Yeah, I have. <laughs> it says these are for kids. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Dark, dude, the Dark Knight movies. Uh, him in as, what's his face? Um. Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, Rachel Ghoul. Uh, whatever his name is. Yeah, I, I, I don't really like him in that role. But I think other than that, dude, Dark Knight Rises got a billion in the box office. Wasn't that the flop one? Didn't that one suck? No, none of the Dark Knight movies sucked. They all rocked. Well, okay, so I rewatched all three of them. I watched Batman Begins, which was pretty good. Dark Knight, which is amazing, and then I was under the impression I watched Dark Knight Rises and I thought it was pretty good but I was always under the impression because my friend who's a really big Batman nerd said that Dark Knight Rises is like one of the worst Batman movies but I was like have you never watched Batman Returns in 1992 or like any of the 90s Batman movies so then I was like or what about the fucking uh big brolic Batman and Batman v Superman have you never watched any of those and thought that they were worse I but support Batfleck I think Ben Affleck does pretty good He's too. He's 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 a big boy. He's a big boy. For me though, for me though, because like I'm gonna bring it back because we were talking about this before. So I'm 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 gonna bring it back to a certain topic because I know I know that if anybody ever somehow found this podcast, they're gonna be like, oh, is he gonna mention it or be hypocritical? The reason why, again, I didn't like I liked Batman Begins, but. One of the things that I didn't like was, as you pointed out, Liam Neeson's role as Rachel Ghoul. Rachel Ghoul is kind of supposed to be represented as they did on the CW show with the Arrow. He isn't supposed to be a white guy like ne Liam Neeson. He's supposed to be kind of an Arab type yeah. that runs a secret society. That's the, why the, I didn't like it. So it goes both ways. Yeah, and... Um... I, I I think I think Bale does awesome as Batman. I think Bale is really uh, good. I loved him. I can't as a I Batman. As, as for Bale with me, any role I've ever seen Bale in, I've always liked because Bale puts everything into it. He's like, um, he's like mm -hmm. the good version of what's that guy who played in Holes? Uh, the one kid. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. He's like Shia LaBeouf, but actually like a good person. Because Shia LaBeouf will, like, get really heavily... <laughs> Shia LaBeouf will get way too into his roles. Like, I remember there was people talking about when he... Whatever one of his more recent movies was, he didn't shower whatsoever to try and stay as, like, the role in the Peanut character. butter... Uh, 
Falcon or yeah, whatever? So I, something like that. I don't remember what it was. It was some movie, and he, like, literally would just not shower. And they said, like, it came to the point where he's he's not, like, a good-smelling dude. Like, he can't get away with not showering. He would literally get onto the set, and you could smell him from almost across the set. It was so disgusting. They literally, the, finally, the, I think the director said something like, dude, you got to, like, at least put on, like, some deodorant or something. Man, this is bad. But Christian Bale does the same thing. Christian Bale will go all out for his roles. Um, if you just, for example, Christian Bale's really good at bulking because he has like a, a very big physique to begin with. So he comes yeah. off American Psycho and then he comes off of whatever that other movie was he did in 2002. And then he has to do The Machinist. He has like six months before filming or something like that. Not even, it was like five months before filming. And they go, you need to be like literally, a, he was 181 pounds or something like that in American Psycho. And then he did another role where he was very much the same weight. And then they go, all right, you got like six months to get down to like, like basically skin and bone. And he got from 181, basically only like 4% or, or it was like five or 6% uh, fat in his body yeah. to literally nothing. He was 110 pounds in less than six months. He completely starved himself basically. And then, and then, okay. So the machinist comes out 2004. Okay. So he, he does that. He, he does his role for the machinist, which they started filming in mid like 2003 or whatever. And now they're going to start filming Batman begins in 2004. He needs now to bulk up to in like about seven or eight months. And he needs to bulk up to about 190 to 200 pounds. He bulked up to 220. He over bulked because he was so committed to the role that literally he was doing like, I think they said like, at his peak for Batman Begins, which he was kind of chubby, you know, he didn't really turn into muscle, it was more so just him gaining weight. He was literally pulling like nine to 10,000 calories a day at, at one point. Damn. And, and, and like, and then he kind of slims down and goes back to his American. Uh, personally, this is for me, and everybody pretty much agrees. American Psycho is the greatest physique that he's ever had because he's not like chubby Batman style where he's just like really big. He's like very slender and, and bulky. Like he's he's got a really nice physique. And then Ford versus Ferrari. I I watched that entire movie and totally forgot he was. I didn't even realize Christian Bale was in it. I watched that entire movie and then when I looked up the cast, I was like, that's not him. There's no way. He he can make himself look so different for these movies. It's great. Gore the God Butcher. I knew it was him going into it because everybody made a big deal how he's coming back to superhero movies. But you you could hardly tell. Yeah. Literally. There there it is. That's the photo. I want to put that on screen right now. That photo. Oh my god. I'm saving that image. I'm putting that on screen. That photo, that 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 just shows how fucking how massive this guy got. Look at this. Oh my god. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Literally 110 pounds to like 220 in the in the span of like less than a year. Oh my God, Jared Leto, Jesus. Um, yeah, dude, fucking, he's he's a nut. I love. He's got to be my favorite actor of all time. I I I mean, okay, let let's go down this little rabbit hole. Who's your favorite actor of all time, then? Uh dude, why you gotta put me on the spot like that? Uh, <laughs> I I I have a few actually. Um, oh, I I was gonna make a joke because you sidetracked me. Because uh, you were talking about um, Christian Bale being the best Batman. I was going to make a joke like, yeah, he went from being Patrick Bateman to being Batman. Patrick yeah, Batman. Batman. Patrick Batman. I love Patrick Batman. Uh, I've, I've said that too many times. Okay, my favorite actor. Believe it or not, my favorite, favorite, favorite actor is Sir Anthony Hopkins. Ooh. 
and Idris Elba. Elba's kind of fire. I, I think every role... Hold on. I'm looking up El, Elba's movies. Uh, every movie he's ever been in, I think I've had some... At least I've liked it a little bit. I thought Tenet was pretty good because Christopher Nolan can always make a good story. Um, let's see. Beast was great. I didn't... He, Fast and Furious 9... That Or, or Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. Um, so I don't really like any of the Fast and Furious movies after Fast and Furious 3. I think the first three are amazing and everything after that shit. Because um, they went from being goofy... I 100% to being decent. agree. They went from being goofy, fun racing movies that weren't very realistic buddy cop style movies, and then they just immediately turned into, oh, everything's an action movie, Mission Impossible, fucking cars, fucking getting hooked. Funny on enough, shit. Fast Five is still my uh, guilty pleasure. Really, I Fast Five's all right. Fast Four I didn't like, but Fast Five, Fast Six, Fast Six is okay. Fast Seven. Oh, I, Fast I, Six is terrible. <laughs> fast, Fast Seven. Okay, Fast Seven though, I do like the. Uh, Yes. So fast, fast seven. Um, I, um, I, okay. Conspiracy mode. Cause now he can't talk. He's being interrupted. No, I um, was, I'm done being interrupted. Go ahead though. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> so basically, okay. This is going to sound terrible. Okay. Don't sue me. Um, Vin Diesel, don't sue me. But I think that just even though Paul Walker and Vin Diesel were best friends, I, I somehow think that Vin Diesel was happy Paul Walker died. You can. Yeah, I. I because the movies became all about Paul Walker. Yeah, Nobody. Everybody liked Dominic Toretto, but it was always about Paul Walker. And then if you notice, if you notice Fast 8 and fast nine. uh fa fa fast F nine F are literally nine. All, all about, about dominic Tur yeah yeah and then him <sighs> almost dying everything has to be focused on him the whole family oh my god please See, come back down my love that's you. and that's the thing the fast fast and furious to me okay so you have fast one okay it, it's an awesome movie completely it's one of my most favorite movies of all time it, it wasn't yeah. really big in the box office, but Fast 2 was pretty big. Fast 2 was their big breaker one. Fast 3 was super big, too. But So Fast 1 sets the ground for everything, okay? And the like the thing I like about the old Fast movies isn't that they were just goofy, fun movies. It's the fact that they were just completely not afraid to do something different. Fast 2 has only Paul Walker as – only Paul Walker and the uh, – what is it? The cop guy as the, as the, main, as the characters that, that stay. Tyrese Gibson. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, what I'm saying is they, they – completely did a whole new story they didn't just keep the same characters doing the same thing over and yeah, over yeah and, and fast three completely doesn't have any of them until vin diesel makes some fun little end reference in a fucking dodge charger thinking he's gonna drift a fucking japanese drift race in a dodge charger good luck but no like um yeah i knew han <laughs> that fucking, dude, that fucking... who do you think taught him <laughs> Fucking out drift him with a Dodge Charger, <laughs> dude. I, no, I, dude. As much okay, as I to think be fair though, Dodge Dodge Chargers kind of be a little weighty and drifty in the back. He, maybe he could pull it off. <laughs> I don't know about a Japanese. Uh, okay, so yeah, the only, yeah, see, because yeah. the Dodge Charger is just too big. It's too big of a car. That's why they don't have a race at all because they can't. They don't know how to make that race work. 
It's it, Dodge Charger is a really fast car. When uh, actually, fun fact: the Dodge Charger is the new Batmobile in the uh, Robert Pattinson one. It's just basically a Dodge Charger with a big rocket strapped on the back of it. That's all it is. No it's wonder really... it was shit. <laughs> but Dodge Chargers are really fun. They're loud, fun cars to look at. But they they're they're decently fast. But they they nothing like for example his um his little Toyota Supra that Paul Walker had in the first movie, that thing go, it's top speed is way faster than Dodge Charger. That there was no competition between those. They, that's why the movies are completely fun and goofy. Cause you have this really serious old 1970s freaking American muscle car versus this really lightweight, fast Japanese drifter. And all of a sudden they're, they're just competing. It's like, how does that even work? I, I love the fast furious movies though. The, the OG three, everything after that yeah, is just, I, 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 I just, uh, but Fast and Furious, the Hobbs and Shaw movie, I think that was the last one Dwayne Johnson did because then he had a falling out with Vin Diesel, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because of creative differences. Uh, yeah. He wanted uh, – The Rock disagreed with something in the direction he wanted to take it, and Vin Diesel was like, okay, then you're not family, and then kicked <laughs> him out. Yeah, uh, but Elba did uh, the main villain for uh, Hobbs and Shaw, and it was all right. I think – It was all right. Jason Staten does pretty good as Shaw. Um, I, I I mean, I it, it's definitely one of the better new Fast and Furious movies, but it's not good. Yeah, because Jason Statham and The Rock can carry pretty much anything. Yeah, and and Fast X, the new the new Fast and Furious movie. First off, supposedly it's got um Tom Holland as the villain, which I'm gonna or no 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 Jason Momoa and Tom Holland. So Jason Momoa is gonna play the main villain, and Tom Holland is either gonna be a villain or he's gonna be a new character added to the roster, like fucking uh. Uh, the other wrestling guy um fuck uh you can't see me no 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 yeah yeah what's his face god john cena there we go jesus christ i couldn't think of his name uh so it's either gonna be like john cena (laughs) bing chilling (laughs) have you seen that video have you seen that one yes yes, yes i have uh so yeah that movie's coming out in may i am very curious about that movie i think it's gonna be shit it's got a three hundred million dollar uh, budget. Yeah. It's directed. Uh, it's produced by Vin Diesel. Directed by Louis Latier, which I'm pretty sure didn't he direct the other new ones too? Or no, is he, who is this guy? French film director. Who directed Fast Fast Nine? Was that him? <laughs> no fucking no. Idea. A guy named Justin Lin. Who is this guy? Some Taiwanese American film director. Um. But no, the OG, the OG Fast and Fast and Furious One, Fast and Furious Two, yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious. That's a good movie. Literally, OG Fast and Furious had like a eighty million dollar budget, which is big back then, and pulled two hundred seven million. And then I'm pretty sure Fast Two doubled that, if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Yeah, Fast Two was fire, and then Tokyo Drift. Ooh, dude, Tokyo Drift. God, that that's my favorite of all of all of them. It, it's uh it, it was the out of the the original three it's the lowest box office one but it's it's my favorite one it also was directed by the same guy that directed fast nine but i guess he just lost his touch yeah well i'm pretty sure he lost his touch because vin diesel is like obviously he had to do what vin diesel wanted well, yeah, because you know he's the main villain, or the main I uh main. <laughs> His only good role ever, Vin Diesel's only good role ever, is when he can only say the words "I'm Groot." 
I mean, he delivers them perfectly. Dude, I forgot Bow Wow was in Fast and Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that Hulk smash mobile that he's got. The DK, DK, Donkey Kong? Nah, Drift King, bro. <laughs> Have you seen the little funny video of the of, of pulled up uh, an old machine? The, that the, no, the, the kid in the wheelchair. No, no, what? Here, 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 here! Look at this! Look at this! So dumb. Wait, hold on. Here you go. Here you go. I sent it to you. Tell me, tell me when you're starting it. Tell me when you're starting. Okay, I'm starting it right now. Can he drive? You know what DK stands for? Donkey Kong? Drift King. Drill. What do you mean, drill? Ah, <laughs> dude, I've seen, I've seen that one. Oh my god, dude. The one I was gonna show you, hold on. This is this is the one I was gonna show you. I'll, I'll, uh, I got, I'm changing my screen. I should have just changed my screen. Whoops. Um, wow, wow, way to cut me off. No, there you go. Uh, it's this one. Look at this. Okay. So dumb. Get what? That boy ass pulled up in a hawk machine. You <laughs> die. <laughs> Oh my god. He literally literally the, the whole point the whole thing was him fucking just a sticker of the incredible Hulk on a green card. That's a good video. Uh while we're on this, Heath Ledger, this guy. <clears throat> oh yeah, Heath Ledger. He's the broke back cowboy himself. <laughs> Dude, all I'm gonna say is, bro, the way Heath Ledger holds fucking uh holds him in that movie, bro, it's got me Dude, he also isn't it funny that Jake Gyllenhaal's what is it? His sister plays in Batman, Dark or Dark Knight, and he yeah he 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 gets a little he gets a little hands on with her too, huh? But, dude, I I mean who wouldn't? <laughs> dude, I forgot this movie existed. God damn it! Oh yeah, this is a very... another I... example of Hollywood going too far. <laughs> What? Clearly, you didn't know that because it's not focused on her ass. It's focused on their two asses. <laughs> oh my god, Alice in Wonderland. Wasn't this one really bad? Wasn't this adaptation really... Dude! Oh my god. Johnny... Dude, I actually liked Alice in Wonderland. Both the first one and the second one. I remember this being in, in theaters and... I remember parents getting pissed off at this movie because when Alice makes it to the Queen's castle, she has to jump over the river that surrounds the castle and it has floating heads in it. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Oh, my God. No, it's too dark. It's too dark. Okay, can we talk Woman, about Johnny might... Depp's biggest role ever of all time, though? Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Willy Wonka? Dude, yes. I, I loved his role in that. This This is... You, I, you, you would never, you would never tell it was him. You would never tell it was Johnny Depp if you tried. He sounds no. nothing and looks nothing like how Johnny Depp normally dresses or looks. God, all these people are old now. Ugh. 
so it it's so uncanny to see the the little kid be thirty years old. Like, yeah, he plays the good doctor. What? What the heck? Oh, but no, we'll see this... your. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say we see your porn hab tub open. Tab yeah. open. Oh, though this is my topic right here. You'll see that up there. Uh, but Batman nineteen eighty nine. This is the this is the really good Joker with uh fucking Jack Nicholas or Nick Nicholson. Mm hmm. Jack Nicholson. Uh, who's Did... who has a better Joker, Jack or uh, Heath? Uh that is a that is a good one. Um, damn, that's a I I would have to say that Jack Nicholson does, and then Heath Ledger is like right there, almost tying with him because he actually went to Jack Nicholson for help um you know for tips and jack nicholson pretty much told him saying that if you're going to play somebody like the joker and you want to make it as serious as the show is going to want you to you know don't expect to come out being the same and of course as we know yeah he committed suicide in the, <clears throat> yeah, yeah and well well the director heath ledger went to the director a lot because you know when you have to make a a, a funny goofy character into something serious you know which uh, funny enough i love how that's come sur full circle but uh, when you have to do that, he was he was really stuck on like how to do it properly. And there's you can look at a bunch of interviews. I I just watched a bunch of interviews for The Dark Knight recently, um, as of course any human would. <laughs> and basically, Heath Ledger was like, I I would go to the director and be like, all right, this scene like I I don't really know what to do, and he'd be like, just just be crazy. And so then you get scenes like the like the uh, dinner scene where he's basically just like being a goofy and scary at the same time, like he manages to just be completely a, a psychopath, just completely crazy. Like no, it, it, it's, it's, it's baffling how, how g good of a role he does by having nothing to work with. Um, also Michael Keaton, that guy, he's pretty good. But no, the thing about it being full circle is I love how the Joker used to always be this goofy, funny character who had a little bit of seriousness to him, but was was just like crazy like you know fun crazy but now all the batman movies and all batman can focus on is how crazy and scary joker is rather than him being goofy anymore you no longer have an elegant joker you have this psychotic bad non non-shaven freaking rustled up hair freaking have you seen the new that that's the only thing i don't like about the new um batman movie is batman 2022 joker is if you uh, look at the he Joker, he wasn't the Joker. Oh, you mean the deleted scene? Yeah, the deleted scene. I was gonna say no, dude. The dude in the movies, the Riddler, supposedly. No, um, the Riddler, the Rid, the I'm talking about in the deleted scene. No, the Riddler. I thought the Riddler was just fine. That he was, he he was. He not, was retarded. I don't like him. I I like him. He's a conspiracy theorist. I thought it was cool. I I like I like the Penguin better. Did Did you look up the actor for the Penguin in the movie? Yeah, you would he, never have recognized him. He, uh, yeah, I know he went through a massive transformation. He, like, basically, didn't they have, like, a hundred fat suits on him? Or something like that? Yeah. They, it was ridiculous. But no, like, this Joker, I don't like this. I don't, I don't like this at all. I don't like this, like, this weird look to him. It doesn't, it doesn't strike me as anything. Like, this guy, this guy right here, um, what's his fucking name? What, Barry, Barry Keegan or whatever. He played in Eternals. I didn't like him in Eternals. Um, I don't think he's gonna be able to do the Joker. I really don't. I, if they I make the Joker the villain in the next movie or the movie after, because this is supposedly gonna be a trilogy similar to the Dark Knight, 
They're they're working on another one for sure. Oh, they don't know God. about third. Well, okay, so they're making another one for sure. They've confirmed making a Batman two, but they don't know if they're gonna make a third one. But if he's the villain in the next movie, it's gonna be dumb. I'm I'm gonna boycott it because this is this this character does not need to exist in that universe. The Riddler was okay. I think if they're gonna do like a villain, him. if they're gonna do a villain for the next movie, I don't think they should follow this same this stupid uh uncovering the truth bullshit like they did like okay it's nice to have a detective batman style but they you you doing it twice in a row is going to be ridiculous i think the next movie that's batman's character they they need to focus on okay so this this movie the batman 2022 focused heavily on batman being batman at all times like there's no real difference between bruce wayne and batman as there is in most adaptations which to me, you know, is whatever. But I think the next movie, if they do it where basically he finds out that he needs to be Bruce Wayne in some situations and be the Batman in other situations, I think it will make the first movie a lot better because it will show growth between the character from the first movie to the second movie. And But if, if they just keep him the same way where he's just, I'm Batman all the time, I'm going to be depressing and, and sad at all moments, and, and not put on the playboy philanthropist mode of Bruce Wayne, like like being Bruce Wayne in the community, then I think it's just going to be a bad movie. I think it needs to be a self growth or growth movie. I think you, he needs to figure out in the next movie that you can't just be Batman all the time. It's not going to work. You have to be Bruce Wayne at some points to make things right. And I don't think this villain is going to be able to bring out Bruce Wayne properly. I think it's, if anything, they're going to have to do something way out of the box where the villain's not even really the main point. The whole point is about Batman. Which, you can argue the first movie was all about Batman to begin with, which it kind of was, but it was mainly about uncovering Gotham's, like, secret, which was, you know, fucking... I would like a movie about Batman, not a depressed emo. Yeah, I, I, felt, I felt they went a little overboard on the, the emo side. It's just, it, the Batman nature, I wanted to see a little more of Bruce Wayne. Pattinson can definitely pull off a good Bruce Wayne, he can pull off a decent Batman, but he could pull off a way better Bruce Wayne, in my opinion. I think if he plays Bruce Wayne properly in the next one, it'll be good. But, it's whatever. <clears throat> now we're done with that rabbit hole. I, I, I bring to you news from the RTX world. Uh, this is completely switching oh off God. the topics. I know, I know. Just bear with me, bear with me. So we have um, <clears throat> this video here. I want to introduce you to Portal with RTX. World premiere. Uh, I'm on, I'm, you're, I'm on the screen, right? Yeah, okay, perfect. This was a triumph. I'm making a note here. Huge success. We do what we must because we can. I love GLaDOS. I do too. All of us, except the ones who are dead. Welcome to the Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. Cake. And grief counseling will be available at the conclusion of the test. The enrichment center regrets to inform you that this next test is impossible. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so good. <laughs> See? This is why I'm upset that I have an AMD card now, because that looks amazing. And I hope they have more 
I hope, because this is a game. This is a game coming out. This is a completely reimagined portal, like, new version. I hope somebody just makes a portal mod that has more of, like, the ray tracing style. They but will. They, they There's hopefully. the files you can get. Yeah. yeah. See, it's a free DLC for portal owners, so it's basically just a whole new game. Um, I, to me, I, I think it looks beautiful. I hope they do Portal 2 as well at some point. But that, what do you think? You think you like that? I mean... I mean, I do have to say that they're doing this for more than just Portal. I believe uh, Elder Scrolls Oblivion and Morrowind Ooh! and also worked for. Oblivion? So, oh. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think you could look up the video, uh, RTX with Morrowind. Morrowind's the best one to look at because that's the oldest one. Uh, yeah, right there. Alex Dunn, technical lead at NVIDIA Lights to do is we'll launch the, the game to start playing. Ooh. No longer looks like a old <laughs> game. <laughs> Ooh. That yeah. looks beautiful. And and I like this type of stuff because it's gonna help um it's gonna help bring like more longevity to the games for some yes. people because yes. now that's, they can do That's the big thing. I feel like when you when you can go back and put these games into this perspective, I feel like it makes me actually want to play these games because a lot of the big things that I have about the old games is Sure, they're clunky. I don't mind that. They just, they're not fun to look at. But now with RTX, like where you can go back and turn them all RTX style, I think it, it, it makes me actually like really look like I want to play the games. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, it helps Bethesda be able to stall on their next release. Exactly, on Elder Scrolls 6. Then, then, Once again, everybody else has to do their job. Isn't it funny? Okay, I, I so the first Elder Scrolls game came out in what? Um... 2000 or 19 was it 19 something 1990 uh that's a good question i think it might be 1997 uh so so going to that oh i'm gonna do that so we'll look that up elder scrolls series so there is oh before elder scrolls i don't know what that means um We'll just go to the Wikipedia. Don't know why they're gonna make this difficult. So it debuted with Arena in 1994. Oh, okay, I was off. Yeah, and 1994. Then, and then up to Elder Scrolls Five in 2012. Isn't it funny? I I want to bring this up. Okay, so we have Elder Scrolls Five, right? ES Five. Mm -hmm. We have Elder Scrolls Five that dropped 2011. Okay, then we have gta 5 that came out 2013 okay and gta 6 is probably going to come out before elder scroll 6 now i don't think you ever yeah. should take this long to make a game because literally gta 6 is going to be 10 is, is there's a 10 year gap which unless the game is absolutely completely different whole new engine brand new everything if there's even which a, it's a not which it's not going to be if if there's a lick of anything off the gta 5 engine and it took them 10 years to make it, I'm going to be so upset. I know that, I know they heard, I heard that they put almost a billion dollars into the game development for this game, for GTA 6, which is like quadruple what they did for GTA 5. They, I, but they yeah. definitely, they, they, they definitely milked GTA 5 enough to make GTA 6, so. The reason why it took long is because they put all their efforts into putting out Red Dead Redemption, Redemption 2. 2. And then, well, yeah, so basically, yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out in 2018, I think. 
So it's about Spider-Man. In my honest opinion, I didn't like Grand Theft Auto V. I, I think the thing I have about GTA V is when it was when it came out, it, it started out really awesome. I like the OG. I like the, 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 the nasty, gross nature of Grand Theft Auto V. How just disgusting the characters are yeah. and look and, mm-hmm. and, the, and everything. The thing I don't like is how over the next seven, eight, nine years of the game's life, they focused it all on GTA Online, which is fine. But they turned it from this gross, nasty game that looks really gross and nasty, but it's fun to drive some cars around and kill people, to like this, we're going to do all these bank heists, and now there's a casino and all this. And they and they made like GTA Online like this like really weird completely different thing that like just i don't know i i it's off-putting to me i don't like the whole online aspect of grand theft auto a lot of people do but i don't here here's here's the reason why i don't like the game okay like i like it as in like i could get on it and i can enjoy the shit out of it but what as a gta game the reason why it falls short is one the story is shorter than any of the other GTA games. Okay, there's oh, only yeah. 60 there's only 69 main story missions. And then of course there's the weird side ones with each character that you can <laughs> Those do. Fucking side ones were goofy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So then online comes around and they already said from the start they wanted to do bank heists. Like they they plan to do all of that stuff. But my problem is GTA Online started to feel like the Grand Theft Auto game that I wanted from the story mode. And when I go back, when I go back to San Andreas and when I go back to GTA four, when I played San Andreas, which, which, which was amazing. Okay. Uh, you felt like you were getting a full story. You had so many things to do. Vigilanteism. You could be a taxi. You could do pimping. You could do, you know, a, a paramedic. You could do so much things, firefighting, like all these side activities and then grand theft auto 4 came out and they were all like hey dude we we uh we added this dating system we're like you know you as nico bella could go on dates you know uh, everybody hated being called on the game by roman but i actually liked it let's go bowling (laughs) yeah yeah uh, cousin let's go bowling you know like like here's the thing though here's why i liked it okay and this is coming from like an anti-social point of view, okay? As somebody who's kind of an introvert. When I was running around as Nico, it felt real to like have somebody call you up and be like, hey, yo, my man Nico, you want to go get on the guan and get some food? And I was all like, oh, shit, yeah. You know, I know my character doesn't need food for any stats, sadly. They didn't implement that. That's a, you know, a bit of a downgrade. But I was like, shit, I have a character actually asking to hang out with me. We go hang out. We can go to a comedy club, see some of the Ricky Gervais jokes that were at it. Like, I loved all of the aspects of GTA 4 because it felt like the city was alive. Then I go into Grand Theft Auto 5, looking amazing, all that other shit. And it's like, there's nothing to do. Oh, I can own a taxi company. What else? Oh, I can run some drugs for you Trevor. Can okay. Of course. Oh, and, awesome. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, there's nothing else. There's no yeah. vigilante system. There's no more. And it's because they had to rush the story because and, the main character was supposed to be Lamar. And, and Grand Theft Auto V, the, the problem I have with GTA V is it, the social aspect is gone. So you have the phone. Which which they implemented earlier on in, in the earlier in the previous installment. So they they really focused on the GTA Five phone being like really different and having all these abilities and stuff like that. Okay, but 
if, for example, you know how characters would call you in GTA 4 and be like, hey, let's go do something, let's go socialize, you know? Yeah. That's not present really hardly at all in GTA 5. You'll get, like, the average call from, like, somebody and be like, I, I know once you, if you kill, like, one of the characters in the final mission, you know, where you have to pick one of the characters or kill the guy or whatever, mm -hmm. if you kill one of the characters as Franklin, if I think if you kill Michael, his wife will keep calling you if you keep playing the game. Like, she'll keep calling Franklin, asking about stuff, but that's about all. If you want to hang out with somebody, there is a hangout feature. I've done it before. I, I physically remember doing it. You have to call the person and be like, hey, your character will be like, hey, let's hang out. Let's do something. And they will just follow you around. You will do nothing. They just follow you around, do anything. There's no, there's no like extra like talk between them. For example, like if you go and um, after Michael leave, after his wife leaves him, right? Okay. It, when, when you remember that where, where she leaves the note yeah. and he gets all depressed yeah. and starts smoking and watches the old movie. Okay. So after that, you can go hang out with Franklin. Like you can call him and be like, Hey Franklin, let's hang out. Now I was hoping that they would have added something when you and, when you and, franklin or together like driving around or whatever that there'd be a little bit more extra dialogue for you doing this where he'll be like yeah you know she just left me and all this and franklin like talking with him and stuff nothing they're just dead silent the entire time and i'm like what the fuck that's so depressing yeah like they, all of the I, character is gone i i i think i hope gta 6 can at least do that where, where there's extra side stuff that unless you do it a certain way, you're not going to get it. Now, th the rumors are that it's a fucking Romeo and Juliet style main characters, some female girl. And then there's a then then it's it's the similar to GTA 5 where you can swap between the characters, but you only have two characters this time. It's the girl and the guy. And it's like a Romeo Juliet style bank heist robber, stuff like that. I don't even know what city it is. I, so it might be Liberty City. Vice it, might, city. it is Vice City. OK, OK, good. So Vice City. And Ro Romeo and Juliet style. I, I don't know. I It might be interesting. As long as they don't fuck it up. And then, there, of course, there's always the rumors like, well, Rockstar's done with the dirty humor and shit. That's not true. There's no way. Rockstar they is... They said that they're going to be more culturally sensitive and die down on the offensive jokes. Well, see, they completely... That's... I, I feel like that's complete bullshit. I don't understand that, how. Well, I, that's complete bullshit because they said that with GTA 5 too and then they just all they did was make fun of people like that for the entire game <laughs> so, well here's the thing you're forgetting that the team that made GTA 5 is different than the one that's making 6 the one that's yeah. making t 6 is literally all female well this one well yeah GTA 5 was published by the the, the studio that doesn't exist anymore the rocks didn't they make uh or do they still exist didn't, did, did the same studio that made 5 make uh Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah okay so, but they're not, but they're not the same studio making six. No, no. Yeah. Okay. No. I, this is going to be an all female studio that's making GTA six. Dude, do you know what I really miss is the old rocks. Well, I guess they're considered old now. They weren't old. They don't seem old, but like fucking, um, LA Noir, like those games. Oh my God. Yeah, I miss those I, were the bomb. Those were great. Like they haven't done anything like that. Like. Rockstar has been really silent, and it's because I they're supposedly putting all their manpower onto GTA Six, but I don't believe that. I think, I mean, have you seen the guy who owns uh, Take Two? The people that own Rockstar, the the CEO, yeah. he's a fucking he he's a creep, but bro, he's built like he's literally like sixty five years old, and and he's got the body of like a fucking like a thirty year old bodybuilder. He has like seven percent body fat or something like that. They said he's fucking jacked. Like, whenever I think of a, if I, I mean, compared to fucking Activision's fucking CEOs touching people and shit, I guess it's better, but 
Take Two is weren't they also pissed off at you remember that game It Takes Two or whatever that came out one game of the year last year? Yeah, they like sued them, didn't they? Take Two Interactive sued the company. Yeah, that made that yeah, game because, because of the take, name. Because of the name, they lost that, didn't they? Though, um, I don't, I didn't keep up with it. I'm assuming they lost it. See, and 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 I hate that they even went that route. You think they would have learned better with the hot coffee incident? Oh, in San Andreas. No, no, I want to go back to a topic though, because I, I like this is what confused me. Okay, so they came out saying that GTA Six is going to be more culturally sensitive and it's not going to be as whatever the hell. Okay, here's what confuses me about that. Okay, whether or not their past said differently or not. Okay, here's what confuses me about that. How can you be less culturally sensitive? Because if you look at GTA Five. And you look at GTA 4, and then you look at San Andreas, they were nothing but culturally sensitive, okay? They had their jokes where they made fun of everybody, but it always felt like they were culturally sensitive. So, like, GTA 4, for example, is about an illegal immigrant that comes over to the United States, and the entire time the game's making you sympathize about why he's here illegally and how illegals get treated, along with, you know, how the government treats him, too. So it's like you have that where it's trying to make you sympathize with illegal people coming into your country. That seems like a culturally sensitive topic, not to mention it's a game that started to push, you know, gay acceptance, which was a cultural thing. And they didn't really go against that. They had an entire DLC called the gay, you know, the ballad of gay, gay Tony, Tony. That's a good where one you play that. as Luis, you know, who has a gay boss. Like the games were nothing but culturally sensitive, but they knew how to be human and have funny stuff at the same time that that where you say shit like 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 everybody else makes normal jokes they like they still had people being funny and then you know you had san andreas for example that was on the topic of like rodney king the police riots i mean the the you know the riots and the police you know beating a black man and you know the everybody going crazy over it along with the corruption in police and how it was basically making you side with the people who burned down their city for the sake of this man being beat like it felt like it was nothing but justification and being culturally sensitive like i don't know what they're trying to say with this new one when it comes to being culturally sensitive like like are you going to have the latina constantly running around calling everybody trump supporters or something well see so so my my thing is i i think i kind of agree with that i don't i don't understand why they're, they're claiming that all their other games didn't have any cultural impact which is not true they 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 were completely impacted by the culture around the time oh, yeah. they made. so I mean, gta 4 brought up torturing prisoners like literally i mean I, gta 5 like literally G, gta has always been about the culture around the time the game has come out and when it was developed so yeah and to me i even like the thing about the old gta games is yeah they've always been kind of before they came out they were kind of mysterious and like they had this mystique like oh what's it gonna be like then you'd get a little leak like oh my god it's gonna be los santos and oh my god and then you know and then the game finally gets its trailer trailer uh this we haven't seen anything hardly about it other than yes it's in development yes it's a real game we i mean you have the leaked footage yeah but the leaked footage wasn't i'm saying by rockstar themselves like it took an outside source to provide us images and, and stuff with gta 6 and like I mean, okay, so yeah, they made all this time uh, on Red Dead Redemption 2, but are you telling me that that Red? That, I feel like you can't really use that as an excuse anymore. Red Dead Redemption 2 came out four years ago. 
this game should be literally ready to drop a trailer in the next like six months. Yeah, this game's been in development for almost five years. Or they said it's been in well, development. Well, they since said that they weren't going to crunch anymore. Yeah, which I that's I think that's just stupid. I think that's bullshit. And I mean, you're forgetting it's being made by women, so well, it's going to take a while. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're great at I cleaning that, code. I I don't I don't I don't. I don't think that that's the thing that's causing that because I mean, is Elder Scrolls Six being completely developed by women? No, I think Bethesda is just being lazy and working on other projects. It but, was called a joke. <laughs> I know, but like the thing, the the thing I'll give Bethesda is at least they produce and drop other games. Rockstar. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> like Rockstar you know, Fallout seventy six. At least they produce something. Like Fallout seventy six was shit, but it was better than yeah, literally it was nothing. Something. 16 times the shit you know what i'm saying <laughs> like we got red dead redemption 2 which i'm not really a fan of i think it was all right but um i haven't played yet i i've it, it's visually pleasing it's a nice little bow you know like nice little ribbon on the present of red dead redemption don't think there ever needs to be another one though i think i think if they keep it like that and just update the games every 10 20 years whatever with new graphics and shit whatever works I think I think they should do like what uh Valve does with Portal. I think they should do exactly like what they're doing now, just keep updating the graphics over the next. Because what Portal Two came out or Portal One came out uh two thousand seven. Portal Two came out twenty twelve. It's been over fifteen to ten years on every on each of the games. They they don't have any plans of making a new one at least unless they're just completely been like okay if there's a new like Half Life or Portal game coming out which there was Half Life Alex I guess but. If there's a real Half-Life in Portal game coming out in the next, like, year, they have done some really good job keeping shit under wraps, like, ab about keeping it secret. Because there has been nothing come out of Valve about a Half-Life or Portal game. And I don't... I Do you think they're ever going to make another Half-Life or Portal game? I mean, aside from the VR one, Alex, that they'd come out with. Yeah. I don't... I, I don't think so. I can I, see them making a, a VR Portal game once they get the technology down a little better, but I don't ever see them making a real Portal 3 or a, a Half-Life 3 or Half-Life whatever after the VR stuff. I think I think Valve ventured into... Well, okay, so Valve claims they have, like, all these technicians and, and game developers and stuff, but, like, they... Other than the VR games, what have they produced in, like, the past, like, five years? CSGO skins. Yeah, like... It, it's the same thing with Twitch! Dude, I, I mean, we can talk about Twitch a little bit. I know you're not as big on that. But Twitch claims to have this big, huge development team of engineers. Yet, they literally produce nothing. If anything, they just take things away slowly. Like, I, I don't I don't get the whole Twitch. Did you hear about the new Super Chat thing they've been doing? Oh, yeah, the elevated the messages. Yeah, the elevated messages. That's so full of shit. I, um, I, watch, I watch Train... Uh, when he went live yesterday, I saw him like roast the crap out of that because it's apparently stupid. somebody sent five messages and he's just looking around like where, 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 what? Like elevated message only there for 30 seconds. He was looking yeah. around, couldn't find it. And then when he had a mod send another one, send one so that he would see what they look like in chat, he was like, wow, they must be getting fucking desperate over there. <laughs> they, they are. They, they literally, they took away the ability to host, which when I told Smoke, he was, he seemed kind of butter. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of upset about that, too. I love the hosting feature. It was so nice because, you know, you could just be like, all right, guys, um, we're going to go raid and, and then just you can watch another streamer. And you can't do that anymore because apparently it was being 
quote unquote used to target smaller streamers. Like, bitch, what? Oh, That's the whole off. point. That's the whole point of a host is you're targeting a smaller streamer to get them more audience. If members. I was if I was a smaller streamer, okay, I would, which I, I whim, and let's say Train wanted to roast the hell out of me, and he, like we're talking like legitimate, like like not even trying to support me. He just he just hosts me and wants his chat to come flame me. I wouldn't have a problem. Why? Because that's more viewers to my fucking content. Exactly. Like even even if even if okay, let's say he has like ninety thousand people watching, which is big numbers. Okay, let's say hypothetically he just that that's just a number I'm throwing out. He has ninety thousand people watching, and he hosts you, and only about sixty thousand of them join your and and raid and raid you and and talk shit about you. Okay, out of those sixty thousand, there's at least two thousand or three thousand that are gonna sympathize with you and follow you. And now you have a bigger uh, fan base than you did before. And they'll check out your content and be like, oh, wow, this is he's a pretty funny guy. I'm laughing at this. Then they're going to tune into the next stream. Like, no matter how bad it can, quote unquote, claim to get. I've also I've never seen a targeted host. I've seen a targeted raid before. But usually a host happens like after they've they're completely done with the stream. Like, like usually you just go yeah. slash host. I've never seen a targeted host. I've seen targeted raids before, like Gideon on fucking what was it pokemon or ninja or whatever the fuck that drama was and by the way they completely made yeah. up he clapped her cheeks or whatever that that whole deal was but yeah I, I i guess i don't i don't i don't see the the benefit of taking that away really it's just seems like they're just trying to kill their platform maybe they're just doing like a speed run world record guinness world record to see how fast they can destroy a a, a billion dollar industry because i'm sure like in the next six months once that 50 50 pay thing goes or once it goes from 70 30 to 50 50 everybody's just gonna fucking leave to youtube like or whatever else is there okay all right all right we we need to get back to a topic because like i i want to talk about it okay what's your topic okay we need to get back to hollywood okay all right now i want to i want to I, I had a coworker, okay, because we were talking about Amazon's new ring of ring, ring rings of power. Yeah, sorry. Okay, <laughs> trying to my brain's trying to remember the conversation so that I could accurately put it out. Uh, we were talking about it, right? And this was before its release back in August. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is more of the um, liberal, inclusive. You know, everybody has to have their safe spaces type of thing. And, you know, I was telling her, you know, I just made the comment of, yeah, I'm not really a fan of it. I didn't like that they started casting, you know, black elves. Like, you know, I just said it right. I didn't care if I was at work. We were, uh, But then she got all over me. And I, because this has a point. Okay, let me get to it. And um, she said, well, what if they were the, just the best actor for that role that they could find? And my response was, then don't have the character in the show if you can't find somebody who can portray the character accurately to the books not to mention the ranger they have in there that's the half black elf uh, is a made up character doesn't even come from the books so clearly they could have cut him out and she said to me or asked me so you think they should discriminate against an actor because of his skin color and my response was yes for one simple reason if Chadwick Boseman died if I decided I wanted to go audition to be Black Panther, and let's let's say no, and I mean this, okay? Like let's say I never watched a Marvel film. I've never read a comic book. I don't even know what Black Panther is. 
And I'm just like, oh, great. This is a job opportunity. Let me to call my agent. My agent gets it set up because he obviously wants money. I walk in there. I'm like, all right, I'm here to be Black Panther. Give me the script. And they literally go, you do understand that he's not called Black Panther just because of his suit color, that he's called Black Panther because he's from an African fictional kingdom called Wakanda, right? He's supposed to be a chief African. You know, I would be sitting there. Right, I know you're looking up Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah you're looking up the black. You're looking up the Black Panther meme. Okay, but but listen, listen, and and, and they decide. <laughs> yeah, right there. <laughs> okay, look as amazing as that looks. Okay, let's say let's say I was ad- auditioning though. I would want them to tell me, hey, this character is supposed to be black and you're white. Is there? I would j- literally just be like, oh. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't read anything about it. Cool. And I would be on my merry day. I want, as funny as it sounds, I want to be discriminated against because if I don't fit a character properly, I don't want to be casted for it. I don't want to be pushed in or shoehorned into an area where I'm taking away the accurate representation of a character. I don't want that. So, when I explained this to my coworker, because I gave her the exact same thing, she was like, yeah, well, you know, Black Panther's a bit different because, like, it's meant to be for those people because, like, it's meant to represent their culture. And I'm just like, yeah, same thing with Middle Earth. And she's like, yeah, but only for white people. And I'm like, yeah, you got a problem with that? Like, how, why are we why are we allowed to have that, but not this? She's like, oh, so what you're saying is, is that black people can't be English or Engl- or from England? And I'm like, no, if you are black during the time of Middle Earth, which is ancient civilizations, by the way, ancient, ancient, really old, ancient crap, you are still in Africa. You are not in this part of England, the UK or this region of the world. So no, you are actually off to the right. And I am full heartedly, you know, in like if you can't represent a character right, then don't cast them. Like you could, you know, and that's why I don't like the new Black Panthers because now they're making Black Panther a female. Just recast the character. Like how dare you, by the they way, because I'm sure they they did that, that that exact thing they did in um okay, you're going to hate me for bringing this up, but the new Fantastic okay, Beast movies yeah. Yeah. So, so Johnny Depp played the new, uh, played the guy, right? The the main villain, Grindelwald, or whatever. Yeah, Grindelwald. Yeah, and they recasted him, and instead of recasting him like as somebody, like as some, just anybody else, they they casted him as just, like they just acted like they didn't try to make it like, oh, Grindelwald's dead. Here's the new villain. They just recasted him completely. Like that's all they did. Yeah. They, uh, they casted Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where is he at? Where, he's in here somewhere. Mad. Mad. Mads. 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 What? Why does he know? Oh, this is OG. Okay, never mind. Don't worry about that one. But yeah, so so they just they just casted him rather than try to make up a new plot point on why he died. I think that probably would have worked better for Black Panther too. Like I get that like it, it's a little it, it kind of ruins the legacy just a tad for for Chadwick Boseman, but I think it ruins the legacy more by doing Black Panther two this if way. If I was in a, if I was in that type of a role, I would want somebody to recast me if I died because I want that Black Panther character to live on to the best it possibly can. I I just think Black Panther 2 could should have just been let's just recast. Or or by the way, they don't even have to recast right there that picture right there, third row, for, third one over. This this where this one? Oh, no, no. This what, guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they could have made him 
the new Black Panther. Okay, because he in the in the movie maybe they could have casted him, or they could have casted that that uh, that other bulky one that wanted to face him in the beginning of the the movie. You know that that big you know he shows up in Infinity War. Um, um, look up uh, what, what was his what was his I. Black Panther, Black Panther, um, you know, tribes. Okay. He's, he's somewhere in, in there. Like they could have made any one of the other this people. Guy. Okay. Hey, I, I, not, not him. Okay. I was thinking him, but I realized he kind of, he, he, he's killed in the first movie. So, uh, they could have had, um, what's his, no, he's a dude that comes out in like infinity war. And he's like, he's like, uh, I'm not gonna do it because we'll get canceled. Um, uh, let's see, let's see. Black Panther, Black Panther, uh, tribe, tribe fight. I uh, forgot Michael B. See. Jordan's the main villain in that movie. Um, let's see. Yeah, I know. Okay. Um, not Killmonger. Uh, Mbaku. Type M. Oh, this guy. Uh, yeah, right here. Winston Duke. Yeah, Winston Duke. They they could have had him slim down some. You know, and or not even at all because of the, you know, uh, what what was it? The vibranium tech. They could have made him the new Black Panther because he was deserving of it. Okay, he he actually reshaped his ideology in the films, and he actually became a friend of T'Challa, and even helped in the Infinity War movie. And he learned how to be a great leader. He could have been, um, the new Black Panther too. There were so many ways where you could have kept the mantle of black panther alive with a recast but not a recast if that makes sense yeah he could have kept the ah yes t'challa he had died and now i will keep his memory alive rather than the sister which makes absolutely no damn sense i'm sorry i don't accept the random swapping because of somebody's death it's not natural you could have given here's the funny thing you could have given that sister her own movie based off of her own tech in like a disney plus spinoff or even in her own big film uh as like you know uh, this is a her new, this is under the chick that's new... gonna play iron heart by the way this uh girl. your screen is blurry as shit oh is it okay sorry. like it is blurry like it is like i can't tell what i'm looking at can you see now oh is it... it's probably just because my internet's being dog shit Okay, okay, yeah, I see her. Yeah, not the best-looking iron. Yeah, no thanks. Um, there's You could probably do better. But yeah. see, the way that they make her look that way, though, tells me that she's probably going to be Wakandan-born. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the vibes I get. And the thing is, I guess I couldn't mind that, but I feel like with Yuri being... Black Panther, it doesn't make sense. And I feel like they could have actually, for once, rather than taking things away from the males, they could have given Yuri her own brand new character. Because I don't believe in the comics, Yuri becomes a hero of any sort. She's kind of just like the Alfred to she's yeah. she's like Alfred to Batman to, to Black. She could have you could have made her her own thing with her own super you know using her own technology for herself and you know her brother doing whatever as black panther or the new black panther doing whatever she could have been her own strong character that you could have written a great story for to be her own thing rather than stealing the mantle from somebody else 
And who knows, maybe maybe we're going to get completely fucking, you know, maybe we're going to just get, it's going to be a complete twist and maybe the whole movie's about her setting up a new movie for herself or something, I don't know. But see, back to the main topic of, of casting in movies, I do not like lately that if you're going to have a white male in a character in a movie, he has to be dumb and retarded. And if you're going to ha- or and if you're going to have any smart things that they have to be, you know, people of color. That's one of the reasons why I didn't like the Batman movie, because they not only race swapped uh, so many different characters, but it seemed like the only time there was a white person on screen is when it was meant to show them being an asshole. See, but Batman's white in that movie still. I yeah, think. and he's a retarded, depressed emo. He's not retarded. That... He's he's very. He, I would say okay. he's one of the okay. most. Let, let let me draw that back. Okay, he is a depressed emo that doesn't live up to the uh, lifestyle that we would expect from a Bruce Wayne, and he doesn't really contribute much other than his detective skills. Yeah. But, Whereas everybody else who does and who runs everything and who is uh, morally virtuous all have to happen to be black and anyone white on the screen is evil. Okay, but I will I, I will say this. I will take the way they did Batman over any of the Marvel movies that came out this year, to be honest. Oh, that's for sure. I, I, I did. Enjoy, even though I had my issues with it, I still enjoyed the three hours of that Batman movie. And did you did you I, hear I wouldn't that say there's, it was the best, there's supposedly but... a director's cut of that that's even longer, which I don't know how, but I mean I'll watch it. I, I mean, would watch it too. It'd be like what... a Lord of the Rings thing where it's gonna be like four and a half hours long. Jesus Christ. Oh. I, I mean I, I liked the, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. That was fucking um, ridiculous. I watched that and I was like, bro, whoa, this is long yeah. as fuck. But it is you know what? It almost has to be long because you had exactly. he drew out every character and every character's ability and backstory, like down to the brim. Other than Superman, but Superman already had like a basically his own massive movie and then uh before that Dude, and that scene though with the the old gods fighting um oh dude what, I, that was amazing zeus, that, that's how uh, zeus should have been not what oh, was in fucking love and thunder dude love and thunder zeus pisses me off and then they have a uh, hercules in the in the end cut scene in that movie too and just makes him look like a dumbass oh god the way they did that in the snyder cut was so crazy bro Oh, and they know, set, and he and he had set Artemis it up. And... Yeah, and they set it up so well for another good Justice League movie. Like, if they did another Justice League movie, I would be hyped. Like, if I watched the OG Justice League movie, I would not be hyped for a second one. But after watching the Snyder Cut, I, it makes you want to watch the next one that comes out. Yeah, I mean the first the first um, Justice League normal movie sucked because yeah. it had Joss Whedon sabotaging the whole damn thing. Basically, he was just like, "All right, everything Snyder is doing, we're just gonna do it backwards and not do it at all, and then we're and gonna then cut refilm the movie down. it." Yeah, and we're gonna refilm it and cut the movie down by two and a half hours. Here's why people keep telling me, "Oh, you know, he didn't have a lot of time to do what you know." I I firmly believe he sabotaged it for one reason. One, he worked for Marvel. Okay, and two, you're a guy who made the first Avengers movie, okay? So you know what's possible by your special effects team and what's not. When you are six months away from release, the last thing you do is not only reshoots, but you know for a fact that trying to, I don't know, CGI a mustache off of Superman isn't going to come out right in six damn months. You know these things. See, and, and that reminds me of the this fight, the ending fight of Killmonger oh versus Black Panther. 
this this yeah. was literally done four months like i i watched the there's these people corridor crew you ever watched any of their videos yeah. they're they're vfx artists they they got they 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 went and seen analyze us and they got the people who did the scene they had this was this was completely made four months before the movie's release i can tell because at the time i watched it it was a playstation 2 scene like it looked worse than playstation 3 honestly yeah like look at that oh <laughs> yeah it does it doesn't look good love how these movies come full circle you know, and the, the weird part is, is the reason why I didn't get into Black Panther as much as I wanted to was because of Killmonger. Okay. Like I, I, Michael B. Jordan is good in like Creed and other stuff. Oh, but Creed was amazing, I, it, yeah. it was weird to have like all these Wakandans. We are speaking a certain tone. Okay. And then to have this guy come in, hey, yo, man, I want that throne, my dude. Like, okay, like, his entire accent and his ghetto vibe literally threw off the film for me. Like, it was so weird because they're, like, I get how it was supposed to be a contrast between the two characters because of his backstory. It was just really weird, though, to have his really ghetto snarky vibe up against, like, D'Challa and the other ones that were, like, they looked more serious and they sounded more serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, I... I... I thought that that was the the only thing I didn't really like about Black Panther, to be honest, was that that whole like, oh, I'm just gonna come in and now I want the throne because I think I have the birthright. And he he, he has like no Wakandan basically. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he have like no Wakandan background other than that he was he was his family's from there, right? Yeah, he 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 his father, um, uh, who was the friends of the king, you know. That's his only connection to it. Yeah. Like so, his his father is Wakandan born and he's Wakandan born, but his father brought him over to like the Bronx or whatever because, you know, the they were keeping tabs in the real world, but his father ended up, you know, betraying Wakanda by by giving information to people on where to find the vibranium. Oh yeah. It, it vibranium's also a really interesting ore. Uh it's similar to uh Beskar in um yeah. Star Wars, I I I think that's yeah. really cool to have like a like to have a universal like in each universe. I I that's one of the things that I always love about when they're world building is having like that one material or one thing. Like Lord of the Rings has the rings, you know, stuff like that. Like that one thing that everybody will eventually know about in the universe, but it's like either super rare or like impossible to get. But the thing about vibranium yeah. was nobody knew it existed until Black Panther came out, basically. Like, like what I mean is like after Wakanda revealed itself to the world, they, they didn't. They yeah. Didn't nobody, nobody knew that they had a they, there gigantic was, meteorite. Yeah. Like, like there was a few like pieces that got onto the earth and that's why Captain America has a shield and stuff like that. But they, they just f figured that it was a space material and there was no more left. And then find out that there's this material in the universe that it's basically made of, it's, it's just like crazy, crazy strong. Beskar is the same way. I, I, the Beskar armor that the Mandalorian wears in season one of the Mandalorian is one of the coolest looking scenes of any Star Wars thing ever. I love yes. the shiny, the shiny, awesome, like uh, Mandalorian armor is so sick to me. And they just kind of ruined it after season two. They, they, they're, they're setting the Mandalorian up for, for failure, basically. Yeah, they are. They're they're, although go, season two was fire. Season two was really awesome. And then uh, it, it ended it ended pretty cool i i i figured 
I figured they were gonna follow suit with the Book of Boba, and then they just completely shit the bed on the Book of Boba Fett, which I lost. Dude, that all was hope. terrible. <laughs> I lost you, look, all... you should look up look up the chase scene. Oh in my the Book god! Of Boba no, Fett. Dude, it, you can see even... a studio prop with it, the it, walls. It's not even blank. that bad. Here's a really awesome guy. I'm gonna put you on. You probably already know about him. His name is Robot Head. Have you heard of him? This guy no. is sick. He is. Yeah, th- this guy, he he just complains about, like, stuff that we always complain about. So, look, this video called Disney Hates People That Made Star Wars. This video goes through every detail of why Star Wars is the way it is now and why and, and how it used to be. And, like, like, this part. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Like, look at how stupid that looks. Yeah. Like it doesn't even look. It doesn't like even right look there, right. right there, right there. Nice yeah. set shot. Like that. That's the thing I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's ridiculous. Like yeah, you can literally see it. But like these bikes and stuff don't even fit in 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 the world they're in right now. Like that doesn't. Like you go back five seconds here, and this bike ha- doesn't look like anything around it. Like nothing else looks around this. These people look so out of place on these bikes. Also, they look like shit just on this freeze frame. This looks like it was made in Blender in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nice set shot. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like I'll, you could I'll tell. S- I'll send this video to you. This this guy. Is, oh, is did you did you hear the uh, controversy though behind the ending to season two of the Mandalorian? No. What it, what that it doesn't look enough like Luke Skywalker or what? No, okay, so basically everybody has been crapping on Kathleen Kennedy because she doesn't know how to run the Star Wars franchise, and she's trying to push her feminism into it and be all like, you know, the Force is female type of stuff. Yeah. And and, um, so anything that gets done on the set has to literally go through her. Well, guess what? They never, uh, uh, Favreau never told her that he was going to have Luke Skywalker come in and save the day. Right. Yeah. So and he never worked with and he never told Kathleen Kennedy about a lot of the stuff that he was shooting for a season two. He practically lied about some of it when the show came out and it got praised like, oh, my God, yes, this saved Star Wars. Kathleen Kennedy came out like a crying Karen and was all like, oh, my God, I wasn't told you were going to do this. How dare you do this without my permission? How are you? Why are you dividing the fan base against me when it's like. Nobody even was thinking of you, woman. Nobody cares. We were we were we were loving the Mandalorian, and then you come out because you couldn't get the credit for it. And see, and that's the thing that pisses me off is Kathleen Kennedy pisses me off so much because she Luke, uh, Lucasfilm, George Lucas. He he's like, all right, I need somebody to run Lucasfilm after I'm gone, and he goes, Kathleen Kennedy. She's worked with me for for the as long as I could basically remember since like episode what was it episode six like she started in the 80s she's super old or whatever if i remember correctly she was super young set set director and so he passes it down to her and she just ruins it she just she shits on everything he's ever done and it's so disrespectful like it is that's what robot had this guy that i watched he was he brought that up that literally everything that 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 like star wars has done in the past like 10 years has just been to shit on george lucas like like he goes if i was george lucas i would literally just look at this and be like wow this is just this is just targeted like it's almost as if they're targeting it to piss george lucas off himself like everything everything is completely like just utterly bullshit (laughs) like episode seven was like stupid It, it was cool because it was like all right you're you're setting up 
you know what? It wasn't the best movie. It was very similar to Episode Four, but it, you know, gender swapped or whatever. It I, I, I liked I liked The Force Awakens for yeah. like a simple reason. Like I was like, okay, we got a new story. Let's go. There was so much potential for Ray and and the story and, and, Finn. and then and then the Last Jedi comes out, and you're just like. What in the hell is this? Like, now because, you make me hate the first movie. Because the simple matter is they wanted to keep it George Lucas style and do a trilogy, okay? But here's the thing, dumb fucks. If you're going to do a trilogy, you need to have at least, like, more than three hours of that movie because there is no time in between, in between episode seven and nine. It takes place in the matter of two weeks. In the matter of two weeks, Ray goes from not even hardly knowing about the Force to literally just being a god at the Force, like on the on the levels of Luke Skywalker. In the matter of two weeks, destroys the First Order. In the matter of two weeks, like you, that's 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 unfathomed. Like I brought this up with my English teacher last year. She was like, "Well, you know, George, or George Lucas made uh, Luke a, a, a Gary Sue. You know, yeah, she's a Mary Sue, but he's a Gary Sue." And I was like, yeah, but also Luke literally between episodes four and six, there's like three and a half, four years of training and devotion that he has done. That in you between see the on screen. Yeah. Yeah. And you see and you see most of the transformation on screen. Like there's a year time between episodes four and five. And then there's like two and a half years almost between episodes five and six. Like it's not like it's not like episode seven, eight and nine where it's just all right. I find out about the force next week. Oh my God. Oh my God at the force. And basically by the end of that week, you destroyed the first order. Cause you're so powerful at the force that you literally took down one of the biggest, like, like quote unquote, he's not a Sith, but yeah, she took down Emperor Palpatine and she basically took down Kylo Ren and turned him to the light side. Who was like one of the biggest forces of evil. Yeah. In the matter of two weeks. I think Here, here's stupid. how, here's how I, okay. One thing, the re okay. I, the only saving grace and I mean this lightly about the movies is that she ended up being a Palpatine, right? I, I thought that was interesting plot point, but they I could have done more was, with it. I, I, here's what, but the, the thing is, is that when, when they made her a Palpatine, suddenly her being attracted to Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber didn't make sense, right? In the first movie yeah. near the end, like, oh, why am I attracted? Like, okay, so here's how I would have written her story, okay? The dyad between her and Kylo okay is important because that actually was in the previous star wars book two dyads of the force connected purely through it lots of power amazing could explain some of her powers but you know being a palpatine can do that too i didn't mind more so the mary sueness of her um shit it was mostly how they executed it so i didn't mind the palpatine but the problem i had was if you think about it she actually did more than her grandfather could have ever done. And, and and this is like the funniest crap when I think about the movies. If you think about it, The Rise of Skywalker, it ends with literally every single Skywalker dead thanks to her. And in the end, what does she do? She labels herself a Skywalker, Skywalker. as like the ultimate middle finger to the bloodline that she helped oh, destroy. I hate that. I hate that. God, that pisses I me off. No, but see, it had to be done in this day and age where you can call yourself anything and people have to respect it. I would have, dude, if I was her, I would have just embraced the Palpatine name. 
You um, see, what's wrong? You could have made the Palpatine. You could have redeemed. It could be the rise of Palpatine, and people would have thought that it was about the Emperor coming back. But it could have been you redeeming that bloodline yeah, and then, and to then be you could a have good set, thing in the Force. And then you could have set up a whole another trilogy if you wanted. I know the people that made games of Game of Thrones were going to direct the next Star Wars trilogy that was coming out, and then they like fucked up Game of Thrones, and Disney goes, "Yep, nope, that's not happening anymore." They fucked up everything. Um, but yeah. yeah, they 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 were gonna set it up. They could have set it up so great, and now everybody hates Ray, and they don't want to ever see her again. So now they have to set up a whole new trilogy, either before or after the events of episodes four through six and one, two, and three. So and, I hate how they I hate how they did my boy Snoke. Oh God, Snoke just got fucked. God, Snoke was such a cool character, and then I made Snoke. And it's I like, was oh. still waiting for Darth Jar Jar. <laughs> Dude, I. I literally, I have, a, I think it's still on my Instagram. I have a video from when, after we went and saw the Rise of Skywalker on premiere, me and my friend Charlie. And at the end of it, I just go, where's Darth Jar Jar? And then all of a sudden he just goes, turn off the flash, you fucking moron. Cause that stupid meme where the guy on episode seven, you ever seen that? Yeah. Yeah. And he was quoting that, but no. So, um, yeah. Oh, I have I, a video I, to show you. Okay. I have a video. Okay. I know you have a video to show me, but I have some stuff I have to do. So. I think we're going to cut this. Do you want to save it for the next episode? Maybe. Keep it's, it, it's, make... it's like a minute long. Okay. Okay. Fine. Fine. We'll watch it. This will this be the was, This was the funniest. This this is the funniest reaction to the ending of Skywalker. Because you know how we talked about how it was so terrible that yeah. she called herself a Skywalker. Okay. Here Here is here is the video. The, 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 the crowd reaction to this is amazing. Tell me when you're starting it. Okay. I'm going to start it. Give me a sec. Uh, I'm going to start it. I got to get it on screen. Give me a sec. Display capture. There we go. Okay. I'm starting it now. Make it stop. where the lady yells I, I, I fucking hate Star Wars <laughs> it's around the one minute mark she, the lady yells it out gotta be somewhere at 3 30 so um right. thank you guys for watching the uh beast cast as always um well not as always but uh let's hope this will continue as always um thank you raven once again
you're welcome. May, maybe we maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. You know, however, Friday however we Saturday. Feel. Yeah, however, however we feel. However we feel. This is us, motherfuckers. All right, no, for real. That's right. All right, thanks guys for watching. Um, yeah. bye, bye.